Hey, Shredders, welcome to Shred Podcast Episode 18, live from the new Shred Media Center here at the new Shred facility just off of Industrial Parkway. I'm your host, Scott Schweitzer, and I am here with my good friend, Charlie Odie. Hey, Charlie, what's going on? What's good? So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Charlie and I are closet, maybe not closet, Uh, we are CrossFit nerds. We follow this as a sport basically 365 days a year. Yep, pretty much out in the open. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When news comes down and breaks, either I'm updating him or he's updating me, and we go back and forth on text talking about that. And so what we thought we'd do is kind of bring that to a podcast and share some information with you. Uh, We are looking at the recording of this podcast just about, what, 17 days? Yep. Uh, from the CrossFit Games opening up. Um, so we thought, hey, let's inform the, the gym about what's going on with the games. Yeah. So first of all, last year we had one format. This year they've completely moved that format into something different. Yeah, it's completely turned it on its ear. So last year we had the Open. Mm-hmm. We had regionals, four weeks of regionals. And then that qualified you for the games. Yep. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty straightforward. This year, they decided to do away with regionals all together. So the Open qualified people for the games directly by either being a national champion of your country or being top 20 in the world. So those people go directly to the games with no other test after the open thoughts, Mr. Odie. Well, my uh, since my visa didn't go through for my move to Uruguay, <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to uh, make it to the games this year. But you know, it gives it a, it gives it a different feel. I mean, I think it's 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 something new. I think it's something that's uh, going to be exciting to see who some of the other folks are going to be, how they're going to compete this year. So I, I don't have a problem with national champions being a part of this. I think that's a cool idea. It makes it more of an Olympic feel. Yep. Um, but I think when you're looking at video submissions being the test mm-hmm. for whether or not people make it to the games without seeing them live, right? Uh, it makes it a little uh, sketchy. You mean those grainy videos and uh, <laughs> videos from 75 feet away? Yeah. When, when you have athletes that on their Instagram page – have you know 4k ultra hd <laughs> right. picture every other day yep. and when they submit their video to crossfit yeah. it's grainy from 75 feet and you can barely see, right. the, see right. the movement i'm sponsored by apple but you know <laughs> <laughs> so um so i think that's something that crossfit needs to address yep uh with uh if we're going to take people directly from the, the open to the games that's something that's got to be looked at mm-hmm. i agree The other way to qualify for the games is the new sanctional format. So CrossFit basically said to competitions around the world, you know what, come to us, pay us a fee, um, meet these criteria, and you can be a sanctional, and the winner of those events can go to the CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. So we had 15 of those this year. Uh, So 15 winners, male and female, of those sanctionals also go to the games. There were 14 of those sanctions that had a team component, so 14 teams go to the games, and that's the only way they can get in. Right. 
So what, what are your thoughts on how the sanctionals went this year? I mean, I think it was good. I think you had a – it made athletes stay in shape longer throughout the year. You know, last year it was you had your rev-up period, you had your off-season per se, and, you know, you could prepare yourself to go to the regionals. And I think some athletes kind of – if you knew you were going to do well in the region that you're in, let's say it's the West, um, which was always a, a, a slower region or a softer region, I guess um, – you know, you can take it easy during the year, and I think it affects you during the actual games. Um, this year with sanctionals, you never know who was going to be there. You never knew, you know, you could have, you know, Frazier, for example, here at Rogue. He's going to possibly win it, maybe, maybe not, but you still have the opportunity as that your ticket to the games. So you got to stay ready. Yeah. I think what it did, too, is it allowed some more creativity mm-hmm. uh, to be put into the programming. Yep. Uh, at that level Um, and the one thing that it did that the open doesn't do is you get you have a judge Mm -hmm. you have someone judging the movement of standards uh, uh, to punch your ticket to the games to make sure that uh, you are games ready yeah Uh, so I really liked it I think some of the drawbacks have been that the coverage of those game those sanctionals for us nerds who like to like tune into that was very inconsistent yes uh, you had Rogue, who was on CBS, mm-hmm. uh, and then you had uh, the Cape Town throwdown from South Africa <laughs> that you could see on Twitter right. uh, if you were lucky enough to catch it at the right, right time. at 4 a.m. Yeah. So I think um, as, as we move forward, I hope that they kind of iron out some of those wrinkles, maybe yep. band together. Yep. Um, one of the other complaints about the, the sanctionals is that uh, the qualifiers – overlapped that it was a lot of qualifiers and it took people out of their training regimens. Um, But I did notice for next season, they're already working to combine the qualifiers for some of them, uh, use the open as a qualifier, Mm kind of like they did for regionals last year. And I think that'll be a big improvement. Yeah. Uh, Did you see any other drawbacks to? No, I think like you said, the, um, you know, some of the programming depending on, you know, where it was and, and who I think there should be some sort of, maybe governing body within CrossFit that kind of looks at the programming beforehand and, and says, you know, not necessarily changes it, but, you know, takes out some of the things that aren't, you know, something we we would see at a, at a CrossFit event. Um, you know, not to say that we can't change and do different things, but I think some of the complaints were, you know, especially in the early parts for on the team side, it wasn't, team type events it was more how many how good is one of your individuals we can just pull you all the way through to the game so i think that was part of the yeah i i I think you're right with the teams Mm -hmm. early on some of those were just it was four individuals doing events right at the same time Mm -hmm. or in a relay style instead of it actually being a team competition because you throw the worm in there and then it becomes a whole new thing and those those teams that were in the head got completely wiped out so, um, so yeah, so that was, that's kind of where we are now. We, so those are the ways in right now we have 148 men and 134 women that are going to the CrossFit games. Um, mm-hmm. that is way more than they've ever had in the past. I think before this may be 50, yeah. um, which they pared down to 40 up until last year. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're up to, to these pretty large numbers and then we have 14 teams. A lot of hotel um, rooms. Yeah. So uh, it's been announced this week that 
when they get to the games, and let me tell you, the games are, uh, I think, August August. 1st through the 4th. Yep. Uh, They're in Madison, Wisconsin. We actually have Coach Mike is heading up there. He's in charge of the beer garden this year uh, and the campgrounds. Of course he is. Uh, So we're going to try to get some uh, info back from him on a podcast while he get live from the games uh, later uh, during that. Um, But so we've all these people coming in and it's been announced that they're going to cut the field down quickly. Yep. So they're going to go from the 147 men and 134 women to 75 after one event. So for half the field, your games are over. Your games are over right now. Yep. Uh, And then it's rapid cuts after that too. They're going to jump to 50, 40, 30, 20. And speculation is that on Sunday, it's going to be 10 men, 10 women. And they're, they're also saying they're going to cut teams, uh, but we don't know what that number is going to be. Uh, so just one heat of each on Sunday and yeah. flying through. I think it's going to be interesting what the uh, program is going to be, man. Um, you know, because you don't want a beach swim as your first event and, you know, knock out some people who are really good at CrossFit. And, yeah. Have some of your swimmer backgrounds who are going to get killed on the heavyweights get right. through. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I think at the other end it's going to be interesting too. When you only have the tip of the spear, the top ten. Yeah. What's the programming going to be like on Sunday? Right. When you have the best of the best. Yeah. You can elevate it a little bit more there. Yeah. Uh, but I agree with you. That first day when you're making these big cuts. Uh, they're gonna have to be careful because they could be cutting a big name just because they're not they're not good at this thing. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting uh, for sure. Uh, and we can get into that closer to the games, but I wanted to talk about uh, some of the team things. One of the big surprises this year was Mayhem, who's always had two teams in the games, mm-hmm. uh, didn't get their second team in this year. Uh, Mayhem Independence yep. went through a lot of hurdles. A lot of hurdles. Yeah, a lot of changes in people, a lot of uh, some things that happened that they had to uh, to address, and, uh, some testing. But yeah, and the other big thing this season has been drug has been drug suspensions. Yeah, uh, it has affected the leaderboard greatly. Yep. Um, actually, one of our really good friends, someone who drops in here at Shred a lot, uh, Saxon Panchak, mm-hmm. was the beneficiary of a drug suspension. Uh, the the winner of the Reykjavik CrossFit. Uh, challenge, mm-hmm. uh, tested positive. Uh, his spot went to Will Morad. Will Morad won Brazil. Saxon came in second. He gets that nod now. So uh, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. The Gerard brothers apparently use the same substance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there's been a lot of suspensions uh, with that. Uh, and that affected Mayhem Independence. Yeah. But I think what also has happened is we're seeing the ele- uh, evolution of the super team. Yeah, I think a lot of the people who are typically you see good in individuals, 15 and up in terms of their their rankings are like, well, I'm going to go team this year and, and see what I can do and see if I can win it that way. Yeah, you have some major big name athletes going yeah. team this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, Travis Williams, um, Roy Gamboa, yeah. Jen Smith. Um, you know, not to mention Mayhem Freedom with China Cho yeah. joining the team this year. Uh, James Newberry uh, helped. And that was the other thing. We had people coming in as the alternate, yeah. getting their getting team their to team the game, in. and then going individual. <laughs> right. Uh, so that happened this year, too. 
And I think it helps some of your older athletes too, like Camille, um, who yeah. is, you know, there's no way she's going to win the individual, but, you know, on a team, she's still a valuable member. I mean, she's still going to pick up, put up big numbers. And and her team's strong. That's a super team. Jessica yeah. Griffith, yep. uh, Alex Smith. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they're Cody. Yeah, Cody Mooney. Um, and we actually have a local team-ish uh, going this year, too, uh, the Central East Beasts. Oh, that's right. Uh, qualified through uh, UK. Yep. Uh, and that is uh, Zach Souter, uh, Joey Tutora from CrossFit Grandview, mm-hmm. uh, and then Nicole Holcomb and Emma Chapman. So Shred was right on the edge of making it, <laughs> but we didn't get to the sanctional, so maybe yeah. next year. So um, with all that being said, I, I don't want to go too long on this because I want to do another one as we get closer to the games. Um, we want to talk about a couple things that are going to happen this year that are a little bit different. Um, in the past, uh, there was always a way to watch the games online right yes. through the CrossFit website. Yep, That's not going to be available this year. They're th- shipping that out. They didn't sign a contract with the network, so you can't go to CBS.com or ESPN. Um, but I did learn this morning that Morning Chalk Up is actually doing three live feeds mm-hmm. uh, from the games every day mm-hmm. uh, as an update show. Yep. Uh, so they're going to be doing that on Facebook and YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big news that came out actually yesterday, um, a- as we record this, uh, was that Rogue is actually going to uh, view the games. And they hired Sean Woodland and Chase Ingram yep. to do the commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who have not heard, there's a world feed that, that CrossFit is going to do for everybody. Mm-hmm. They're going to film the games, and they're giving it out to whoever wants to broadcast the games. Yep. Uh, Rogue is taking that on, uh, so they're going to have live play-by-play from the people who have been doing play-by-play and color commentary. Uh, they're also going to have three update shows from them as well yep. with Dan Bailey and Amy yep. Sakamoto, and they said other former yep. athletes. I bet, Josh, uh, so, I bet Josh will be on there. Um, Rich will probably drop in. A lot of probably a lot of rogue athletes getting a lot yeah. of exclusive uh, conversations with those guys. And the way you can view that is Rogue is actually going to have a dedicated website yep. uh, where you go to, and they're calling it the Iron Games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like roguefitness.com backslash uh, Iron Games. Iron Games uh, to to watch that. But that's one way to watch the games. So. Uh, we wanted to get that out to you so you can watch it. Hopefully, we can put some up here at Shred yep. uh, times and have those running uh, while we're here because uh, it's it's going to be a great time. And you can hear Charlie and I talk, wax poetically about the games and who we think <clears throat> is going to win. And speaking of that, you know, it's kind of time for predictions. It's a big year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm anxious to hear your predictions on who's going to win, men, women, and team. Well, um Matt Frazier's going to be tough to beat again. I mean, he still looks good. Every competition he's been in, he's still dominated. Um, closest competition, I think Vellner is there. Um, Jacob Hedner's still a sleeper for me. I still think he's he's got the he's got the engine and the motor to do it. Maybe not the heavy weights, but depending on the programming, I think he can make a run at it. Uh, girl-wise, I like Tia, but Sarah's looking good. Sarah looks focused. Uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, uh, and uh, and then on, on the team side, it's hard to go against Freedom. Hard, any kind of boring picks, but uh, you know, 
about yourself. So for the men, <clears throat> I'm with you. I think Matt is tough to beat, but there's been a couple chinks in the armor this sanctional season. We've seen a couple times where he's made a few mistakes. Um, I think people are catching him, and he's going to have to be perfect. So uh, I think the sleeper this year is Fikowski. He's been quiet. He hasn't been popping off like he has in the past. A little I tall, think, though. I think he's a little focused. Um, and he can win a lot of events. Yeah. It's can he um, reduce the damage on the stuff that he's not good at. Yeah. You know? And he's tall guys, though. <sighs> um, on the women's side, I'm with you. I think Sarah is focused. Um, I was at the Rogue Invitational. I saw her compete. She has this glint in her eye. Um, it's tough to go against Tia because everybody forgets about her. Um, what I think is funny is, though, um, and I made this observation on the way in here today, is that you know Tia and Matt, both winners last year, training together yep. in Vermont. Uh, Vellner and Laura Horvath are were the runners-up last year, and they're training together in Canada right now. So it's people are really going all in. Um, on this stuff, so let's not forget that Sarah came over the shred and uh, did a workout. So she did. She's got a little luck so on her side. The, she's got the shred luck going for <laughs> That's right. All right, and team, man, I, 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 I just don't know if Mayhem has it this year. Um, I think I'm gonna go with uh, something. Just tells me. OC3 Black. And there's nobody of big names on that. They've just, they're a team that's been together a long time. Yep. Uh, they showed up big at, at the Rogue Invitational. And so that's my sleeper pick. All right. Um, OC3 Black. So, all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we'll try to bring you more content on this in the future. Uh, we're going to try to put up a couple podcasts during the games. Again, try to get some live feeds from Madison. Um, but Hey, if anybody else wants to join the round table discussion on this stuff, let me know, we'll bring you into the podcast and we'll just talk CrossFit games, uh, like a bunch of nerds. So, yep. uh, so thank you very much for being with us. This is shred podcast 18. Uh, we'll see you next time on shred podcast episode 19.